oh my god today is great because you get number eight today you get your episode number eight of on the bench with beaks i am your host cody beekman and with me as always ross hit the nos mormeyer hey what's up guys how you guys doing today and likewise i've got uh mr one man banders keats zanders hello everyone uh how's everyone doing well uh how well that's begs the question boys how are you i'm great man uh weather's nice um you know uh i don't know <laughs> the weather's nice uh, not much to do these days but um i'm happy um things are kind of easing up a little bit so there's that well i'll tell you right now i'm i'm stoked because this is like the first uh episode that uh we've gotten to i've got i have gotten to see your ugly ass faces woo wow horn that that hurts oh well you know i love you i Uh, mean uh well we've been doing most of the stuff off of facetime yeah that's true i was gonna say is like ross you're looking uh Maybe a couple pounds heavier, a little uglier. Uh, yep. Cody, fucking <laughs> the haircut, you could be a trailer park supervisor. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. I'm you uh, trying I to mean, repla- replace Leahy, or what's, what's the deal here? Hey, Beekman for trailer park supervisor. Well, that or it could have been Ray. Hey, my name is Ray. If I'm your trailer park supervisor, if you need anything, don't bother getting a hold of me. <laughs> well, I mean... Uh, at that point, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be doing much, anyways. Well, and and, and also, I want to get into that a little bit because the funny story behind that is that behind what? Behind the behind the behind awful the, fucking haircut that yeah. I've got. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No. Well, I had a little. Basically, it was just like some bangs is what I had originally, and I was like offered to this by Cody's dad, Phil, and he goes, "Oh, I saw this haircut that this guy." had on live PD, so you can just imagine what illicit substance he was that ex- on. That explains <laughs> well, most of it right there. And just just to interject, there was a lot of drinks that had been had. Well, he already came point. out, uh, what was it, two tequilas? And that's fine. I mean, I just showed up, and he goes, Rosley, can I give you this haircut with just your bangs? And I was just like, no, Phil. He goes, how about for a hundred bucks? I was like, get the Clippers, Phil. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> that is insane. And so, sol- uh, like for solidarity, at s- first, for solidarity's sake, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I just saw how bad Ross was looking with his little tuft. So I was, well, I was gonna say, yeah, for um, obviously people can't see it. So, so when we promote this episode. We'll make sure to post a nice little picture oh, of, we were, uh, of we the were, do. Oh, we were sure to uh, we were, video we every little bit of this. So we, we were, got we got footage. We got footage. We got pictures. We've got masks on. I think Cody has a gas mask on in one in in some of the pictures. Oh no, I was I was raw dogging it. <laughs> no, you you had a gas mask I think on in one of the pictures. Speaking of that, holy yeah. crap! Maybe I sh- maybe I should have had less drinks that night. <laughs> I guess it's fair to mention to you if some people are freaking out, so everyone knows we're rocking masks as we speak. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. So hard. So hard. So uh, to finish the story, here we go. Uh, like, uh, uh, I mean, we got two guys with just tufts. 
Well, you Super. got the duck bill on the back. I now. did. I did. I I made sure I had the duck bill. Like Dang the old uh, Well, I mean, I've got I've got the little hanger on uh, on the back of the neck. He's got a mullet still, folks. Well, I was gonna say, is it a mullet? It's not even because it's shaved. It's just like the long hair on the bottom, then bangs on the top, uh, that, and rest like, of it's shaved. What do you even call that? I, I mean, don't know what you call it. That's that's why, like, I, when I showed up, I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" Would it be like a hillbilly haircut or something like that? <laughs> Jeez, I don't even know if hillbillies have the actual um, uh, uh, cr- uh, creative mind to think of this fucking monstrosity oh, i don't know as patchy as mine was even if it was shaved bald in the back it, <laughs> well hey man we'll let uh we'll let the people see it once yeah. we promote this episode we'll and, let the uh, people decide exactly but hey cody what do you got for us today? oh my gosh we've got a lot of exciting stuff today we've uh we've got a lot of news coming out from the nhl we uh, we have some exciting news from some of the uh humble bronco alumni and we also have a little something coming out from uh, the Cronky Sports Entertainment, and then we've uh, and uh, we're gonna break down what the NHL needs to do to come back and make an actual season out of everything. So, without further ado, we've got our hockey day in history. So, um, who wants to go first? I think Keats, you had something pretty sweet. Yeah, I guess I'll go first again, as usual. <laughs> no, just kidding. Hey, uh, not too long actually. I'm gonna go back to 2004, uh, May 1st, 2004. Bring uh, it. Let's talk about Joe Sakic. He ties Maurice Richard. Career. The Rocket Richard. Yes, sir. Uh, he uh, ties the career playoff record with his sixth overtime goal, giving the Colorado Avalanche a 2-1 to win against the San Jose Sharks in Game 5 of the Western, Western Conference semifinals at San Jose Arena. It's the second overtime goal in as many games for Sakic, who ties the game midway through the third period before scoring the winner at 1 minute uh, 54 seconds in the overtime. And you know what um what's so special about this is that if you're uh, if you're Colorado Avalanche fans or San Jose Sharks fans, meh, uh, <laughs> that's that's a little biased, but uh I mean every single one of those San Jose Sharks Colorado Avalanche um playoff series were always just so ridiculous oh they were gritty like down to like every play dude like that is one of the hardest places still and it's funny because like they've been slouch teams they've had good teams and it's still one of the hardest places to win in the actual nhl well just because it's so like i mean it's so small like they're uh, like san jose plays in such a small arena it's everybody's packed right on top of each other so every little bit of sound just makes that big a difference. And the way the steepness of the stairs is, because it's almost, you're looking down on your seats, basically. Oh, absolutely. And then I think that's why um, the MTS Center in Winnipeg right now is just so hard to play with. Oh, yeah. It's one of those smaller arenas where everybody's just packed on top of uh, of each other, and sound just echoes off of everything. Oh, yeah, because you have – it's like the Denver Coliseum. You've got, like, 14,000 people packed in that one tiny, like, actual arena. 
I, I mean, mean, sound carries. Oh yeah. Does. Oh yeah. Well, that and it's also, it's just you've got all those fourteen thousand people shouting as well. Oh, absolutely. Can I be honest with you guys? I never got to see one cutthroat game when there were still things. I, I oh, never, don't never. Worry. Oh, You're so, not the only one. So, so I, I never been. I never got the chance to experience the Coliseum. So Keith, uh, what Keith is referring to is uh, the Denver Cutthroats. Um, they were a CHL team that uh, yep. that uh, Denver actually brought in during the last lockout of the NHL season. Kyle Quincy actually played for them. Yep. And they played in the Denver Coliseum. Oh, sorry, I just uh, choked on my own spit there. <laughs> <laughs> so they played on the uh, play. They played in the Denver Coliseum. Coliseum. Go. <laughs> and uh, it was, they were actually some great games. I was lucky enough to catch it, like a few of them. I was chirping Quincy the entire time because, uh, let me be honest, I am not a big fan of Kyle Quincy. Neither am I. Coming from the Denver, uh, the Detroit Red Wings and playing for the Avalanche, and he was a lackluster D. Anyways, uh, that's another. That's for another day. But um, yeah, the Denver Cutthroats were a, a great little like reprieve from the last lockout that was going on so just yeah, a little t- interesting there. fact for people that didn't know that there yeah, you go oh, for sure well, i mean thanks for throwing in that cody and absolutely i'll toss this little fact in the in the ring too that i think what was it the colorado rockies and also the denver spurs played also in the denver coliseum as well I would like, uh, yeah, I would like to know. Yeah, That's I right. know that the Rockies did, but I'd have to check with the Denver Spurs. But I know that the Coliseum goes way back, and I well, wouldn't be surprised because that was probably one of the biggest like places to have like an event. Back yeah, and in let's the day. and let's remember we all also had the first uh, uh, bank center or whatever it's called these days. Oh, with the oh, Rocky yeah, Mountain with the rampage, the Colorado rampage. Oh, rampage. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. And the fourteeners, those that like kind of misfit. Uh, no, it was the was it basketball, basketball team. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was yeah, the, the Rocky Mountain Rage. And the Rampage. No, it was the the Rampage was the San Antonio team that we had as a foreign team. Oh, it was right. the Rocky Mountain Rage. Cause, oh, um, oh gosh. What is it? One of the girl for girls that I dated way back in the day. Her dad had season tickets. One to of that. like the so, uh, wow. four or five of them. Uh, one of the four or five. So I I was gonna say that too. I ha- I had the pleasures of watching uh, that was fun. some of the rage uh, games because uh, back in the day my my uncle used to have a travel agency that he owned and uh, he was actually one of the sponsors for the rage. So he because oh, no of that way. yeah because of that uh, he also had some season tickets and uh, I was invited to. Maybe one or two. Oh, look at you! <laughs> uh, yeah, look at me! I'm cool, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, this. Uh, let's get back to it. I think. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Ross has uh, another pretty well done hockey day in history. Well, I do. I, it's gonna be kind of a two parter because uh, some amazing stuff happened with this player within this week. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, Buffalo goaltender Dominic Hasek. Uh, he recorded his 13th career shutout as a Sabres goalie, won 2-0 to over the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens de uh, yes. Montreal. The loss for Montreal eliminated them from the Stanley Cup, like going to the Stanley Cup for the first time in like 25 years. Conference finals, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
After how many years? 25. 25 years. Yeah. And then, also, this is earlier on in the week, but Dominic Hasek outduels Marty Broder in a 70-save shutout night for the 1994-95 playoffs. 70-save shutout, just yes. like... Think about that, people. I mean, 70, 70 saves. Well, it's sorry to interrupt, Code. Oh, go for it. Uh, no, I was gonna say, uh, uh, what, what, where was the team uh, drinking beers in the locker room? I, I swear <laughs> to God, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's insane, man. Defense. I mean, yeah. uh, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got Do- Dominic Hasek, the best, like almost like. I don't wouldn't even say butterfly goaltender, whatever goaltender of our whole entire like, like whole entire decade, basically. Or was this like, guys, before we start this game, I want to be this to be the game. Just let me take the game. Just let me take gold. I'll just take vodka. You watch. (laughs) I do it. We make records. I make record and I make I make fun of other team. But that's that's insane. That's that's so incredible. He made thirty-one saves in regulation. In regulation, so forty more come later. Yeah, and I think it was like three overtimes, if I remember correctly. Oh gosh, (laughs) that's. I mean, that's a game. No matter what, you're gonna you're gonna be telling your grandkids. And that was also in the angry cow jerseys too. Oh, the angry cow jerseys. Uh, Probably either that. I'm I'm probably pulling your leg but it could have been the actual old school jerseys that's but, incredible yeah but still either way what the hell <laughs> <laughs> all right boys well i I'll, i think I'll, I'll round it out with uh my hockey day in history and, and a little bit of trivia here we go so with the check trivia. It out. uh may 1st 1980 the new york islanders set a playoff record with their seventh straight road win when bobby nystrom scored at 21 20 of overtime to a two to one victory over Buffalo. Oh wow! In game two of the Stanley uh, Stanley Cup sem- semifinals. So, you want some trivia, boys? No. Let's just get it done and over with. <laughs> right. So we all know. So we all know that uh, those 1980 uh, New York Islanders went on to win four cups right in a row. Oh yeah, how Billy m- Smith, my man. Uh, how many playoff series? Did they have to win between 1980 and 1984? How many of the playoff series did they have to win? Ross? Uh, <laughs> I should honestly know this See, right offhand because Batlin Billy Smith. Yeah, well, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's your boy. So, this is what I love about the trivia. I mean, um, the, la- the last couple last couple episodes, I haven't uh, been able to see your like uh, just completely distraught faces. Well, that and you didn't see my completely like in shambles face when yeah, you, you like. See that's any- exactly what I'm saying. Is well, I, I love just seeing, when you like, got my trivia question. It was like boom, boom, boom. All right, next one. Man, it was I like okay. I well. like I liked it when I was in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I can just walk away from it, just like oh, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I don't want to answer. Okay. Okay, so, uh, but I would have to say. So you're kicking uh, rocks, boys. <laughs> Here we go. Thirty. Thirty. That's that's pretty gnarly. I mean. I mean. But uh, you're you're going a little too overboard. I know, I know. But I'm just. 
25. <laughs> wow, he's just o- undershooting me. What is this? The price is right. <laughs> well, I'll take 35. Well, I'll take 34. <laughs> Horns. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. So here's here's the answer. I mean, uh, there 19 consecutive playoff series wins between 1980 and 1984 is a feat that remains unparalleled. Hey, so we weren't that far off, no. right? Like, I, mean, yeah. you guys, I mean, we were a crow's throw, a crow's fly away. Oh, I botched the hell well, out of that well, one. You, oh, God. I mean, that's easy for you to say. Or a stone's throw away. I should have just stuck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... I should have known that one. I'm kind of upset now. (laughs) 19 consecutive series wins. That's nothing to sniff at. No, you can't even get close to that anymore nowadays, especially with the way that the uh, teams are built and everything. Well, I was going to ask, too, has anyone even gotten close to that? No, I think no. Last time was the the Oilers, I think. No, uh, within the last... Ten years? Ten years? No. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have won it twice in a row. Yeah. That's, that's what's it. up. Oh, get and, out of here. Oh, give me a break. Cynthia Crosby. Oh, I, Jesus. What a joke. I love my Avs, but if it's not the if the Avs are bye-bye, it's Pittsburgh for me. If they haven't gone bye-bye. Go home. <laughs> and typically they <laughs> never go bye-bye. We all know that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, well, I, will, I will shout out to Malkin and Latang. I love them boys. I love me some Patrick Hornquist. Oh, hey, Hornquist is and great. And I got I a root for my boy Teddy, man. He's a native dude. So. Teddy Bluger. Is that Bluger. right? Yeah, Teddy Bluger. Bluegers. Bluegers. Oh, what is that that you're sipping on there, Keats? Uh, n- water? He's so He is so afraid to actually tell you guys. Uh, it's called the uh, a blue, blue Moon Light, light sky. sky. Wow. Okay, so that six um, pack come with a dimple, uh, well, dental dam. Or? Well, hey guys, here, here's my thing. When I when I come to record these uh, podcasts with you all, um, I'm not trying to get shit faced because <laughs> I want to be able to talk and you know know but what I mean, the hell's going but on. But I mean, so like, so I like to I like to drink something that sort of tastes like beer. Um, Only something that is gonna tickle the delight. What is exactly? That, what, is that like the Tiger King of White Claw or something like that? I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think. Uh, I think uh, the Tiger King is gonna go for a little something harder. But I, you know, you guys. How do you think? How do you think he tricked two straight men into be ca- like getting married with him? Hey. <laughs> All I'm saying is, um, you know, at the end of the day. I'll be home in my nice bed at the end of this, and uh, you guys are gonna be in this garage sleeping on this propane. Yeah, tank. I'll probably be, I'll probably be uh, laid back, just like where where is everybody? <laughs> exactly. So uh, so light sky for me, boys. <laughs> Enjoy those uh, Montuckies or whatever the oh, hell you're drinking. I love my my cold snacks and my PBR. But. Oh goodness! All right, so check this out. There's a. Uh, there's been some uh, major developments in the hockey in the hockey app apparatus or the hockey sphere, if you will. Um, we all remember the unfortunate accident on um, Humble Broncos. 
Oh, yeah. uh, I think Dog Nation helped out a lot with that. Absolutely. Marty went out and did his due diligence on that. That's for sure. I had a couple of the players that were really uh, affected by it. And um, so here's here's, here's a little uh, light thing just for you guys to sleep easy with. Um, Just over two years after suffering a broken back in that accident, um, Grayson Cameron announced that he has committed to playing NCAA hockey at Northland College. I mean, how crazy is that, guys, uh, for a kid that went through so much, you know? So much uh, trauma. Like like uh, Ross mentioned, uh, Dog Nation was a huge supporter after that um, accident and everything that had happened. And uh, Grayson was one of the people that uh, were actually... Came to Colorado a couple times, I believe, right? Well, definitely uh, one of the most affected by it. I mean, broken back, you, 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 it's not easy to just be like, oh, no. Oh. No, absolutely not. Let me just walk um, again. And, and, and for a, well, yeah, and from a member, I mean, I mean, well, you know, for a little while, Grayson's, I mean, there's pictures around. He's in a wheelchair. And, oh, yeah. Um, to come back from something like that is unbelievable. And then playing for an NCAA, like, wow, man. Oh, yeah. And not like just any, like, I mean, that's a top, top, like, level Division three team. Best of the best, man, yeah. for I mean, college. Like, yeah, I mean, seriously, that's like. No matter what, it's NCAA hockey. You know? Yeah, but still, you're. <laughs> To go from that, from from something, well, nothing to something, that's just amazing. I and, mean, holy, that guy has to inspire many. Oh, and from uh, coming from a situation where I've been in the very same kind of thing. Oh yeah. You know, with my with my accident and everything that like, uh, a lot of those months when you're first like laid up in the hospital and you and uh, the doctors are telling you all this kind of stuff like oh well you may never be able to walk again or you may never be able to breathe again and uh, like for him to go that far just to, just to have that like that perseverance oh yeah just is, to defy the odds and have that drive and perseverance basically and and from all the uh from the articles that I've ever uh read about him like his uh his coach from the home Broncos, I believe, like that is exactly that's basically the reason why he was made captain for the Broncos, because that man that that man just was always there for an, another player, or just just beaten through everything. So I mean, to see that that's that's some incredible information coming out from such a terrible thing and you know you gotta you gotta just think about how positive that is just for everybody around that whole thing i mean uh like the unfortunate folks that we lost from that and uh the other the other folks that uh aren't may not be so lucky to be able to walk now you know like uh the uh the the bronco that went over to thailand oh yeah and he had the back injections which yeah which uh were, were those just, well, I, I don't know if they were, but I, if I were to guess stem cells, probably. I would hope so. Yeah, it was definitely heavily involved with uh, stem cells, which unfortunately, I'm going to get political for a second, that the U.S. has still frowned upon, which, I mean, in my position, obviously, I'm, I'm very... Uh, oh, it would it. help you more, like, more so than anybody. Well, I was going to say... 
I, for me, like obviously, I'm no no doctor, no expert into that, but uh, I've I've heard, I've heard of that, like from the Joe Rogan podcast. A lot of those UFC guys talk about it. Oh yeah, and stuff. Uh, how it's uh helped them, but but they, all of them go to like um. Some are overseas. Oh yeah, they yeah. Uh, they go out of the country. Cause, yeah, because yeah. because you they like whatever it is. I guess I I guess within the United States, there's not enough um, support uh, support or like proof. I suppose that it it does anything. But um, well, but but I've seen people that like swear by it. Well, and not me, seen but heard. Um, and let me tell you right now, the pharmaceutical companies in this uh, in the U.S. They are well against that kind of thing. They are dependent on people being dependent on them. That's for sure. But um, yeah. But uh, that's a. We're getting a little dark here, boys. <laughs> yeah, we say, we're we're like going off. Let's like put on a happy like we're, face. We're like we're like on the, on the road, and then we're on like the gravel. And yeah, like. we're we're going <laughs> we're, we're going places. I don't think you, you think we've ever gone. But uh, congrats to uh, Grayson Cameron. That's awesome. I'm excited to see what where he goes from there. Yeah, congratulations, Grayson, and yeah. uh, we wish you nothing but the best, man. Uh, absolutely. And uh, so uh, moving on to one more positive thing. Uh, just uh, just recently, in coordination with the ASL Gaming, the NHL has announced the first ever NHL gamer uh, player gaming challenge. So Cody, I'm a little, little out of the loop for that thing. Uh, what do you like? What can you tell me about it? I, I'm a little out out of the loop on 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 that one. Well, basically, what we got here is every uh, every single team in the NHL, all 31 teams, including uh, Seattle's uh, expansion, uh, have whoever the hell they're named have <laughs> had. Well, yeah, <laughs> the Seattle whoever's. They are all um they're all going to participate at least one or two players from each team a current player are going to actually participate in a uh NHL 2020 kind of like tournament so yeah. like uh um sort of like what Gretzky and Ovechkin did the thing that we talked about last oh, episode Oh ab- absolutely it's it's okay. it's not going to be a 3 on 3 everybody's uh every team is going to be playing uh, throughout the these next four weeks. Well, and then my question is, is it going to be NHL 3s, or is it going to be a full, like, team? Full NHL 20. Again, right. That's going to be pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, over the co- uh, course of four weeks, beginning April 30th, which um, was, uh, y- like, two days ago, I think. Something like that, yeah. April 1st. Uh, like, uh, I, I always get confused with those 30, 31 months. I think this is yeah one of the thirty months. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, each club will be represented by one or two current players and featured in a one-time matchup against another club. Weekly matchups, storylines, and broadcast details will be revealed at the beginning of each week, and you can catch this on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Twatter. I don't think Twatter is a thing, but I just <laughs> wanted to say it. <laughs> And yeah, so uh, th- this uh, this league esports activation in EA Sports is committed to the uh, hashtag Hockey at Home initiative. While this entire shutdown's been going around, I mean it's pretty cool, you know. Like, obviously, we're all itching for seeing some sports and whatnot. So this is a unique way to, you know. Well, 
kind of bring a little bit of sports into it. Well, I, just like we even saying, through a video game, you know. Just like we were saying about the great one and the grade eight little uh, competition. Yeah. Uh, well, even if, what even if the yeah. I just messed that Easy up. Easy for, yeah. for you to say. Well, here, even though if if it wasn't them playing, it was still for a good cause and just for charity and everything. Well, yeah, the NHL Foundation and EA Sports will donate a combined $100,000. Which that's just amazing. To the CDC Foundation's obviously COVID-19 relief efforts. But, that's cool. Oh, yeah. No, that's way cool. Well, uh, what I like to see is what players are kind of chipping in to just do that for each each team you know oh the list is huge oh, uh, yeah. i just oh, found it oh it's gigantic i mean you've got uh, uh like the the thing that i found funny is that actually uh ryan reeves and evander kane are going to be playing for their re- respective teams so i mean you've got that you've got Good that entire Lord. you got that entire drama throughout the, this entire season where uh ryan reeves and evander kane have been chirping each other i just i can't wait to hear what they've, they've got to say each other. You know what? Day. I wouldn't even watch that. I Just give me the audio footage of them just talking smack. That's all I other. need. That's <laughs> all I need. <laughs> well, who, um, who do you have for the abs? We've got JT Comfer. JT okay, Comfer okay. is the long representative for the uh, Avalanche. And um, we've got some actually pretty, uh, pretty awesome names that are on this you I might mean, recognize one of them there keats yeah i was just looking at it, it looks like my <laughs> my boy elvis merzlikens is representing columbus you got zach warinski too yep yep and then i mean you got you got some uh, you got some really great players coming on here i mean uh let's let's take a rundown i mean colton pareko from st louis i mean cam fowler from anaheim Oh, yeah. No, Cam Fowler, I mean, he's kind of been slacking the last few years, but he's been one of the top-notch defensemen. Well, I mean, he's, for... he is the – like when you think uh, Anaheim Ducks, you think the back end, you, you've got to in, include uh, Cam Fowler. Well, you'd be silly not to. But then also you got uh, McAvoy as well. Yeah, you got Jake DeBrusque <laughs> and uh, Charlie McAvoy from Boston. I mean – you got some big names coming on and playing. I mean, yeah, so it's it'll be pretty cool. I would uh, I wouldn't mind watching it. I mean, obviously. Uh, I was gonna say I'm I'm curious about it too. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I heard I I I vaguely heard about it, and mainly because uh, again, I follow Elvis on Instagram, and he's been promoting the shit out of it. Um, on um through his like storyline or whatever through social media. And yeah. All that. Um, but I I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them. Uh, mainly due to work and whatnot. But um, I'm curious to see like how um. How many people are have actually, you know, hopped into it and and and, and really and you know uh, and you know what's really cool about it is that you can actually donate to this. Oh yeah, they've... so as you're watching, you can. Yeah. There's like a donate page or something. Oh yeah, yeah. it's oh, uh, yeah. give for cdcf.org. We'll probably put uh, we'll probably put the link in in our description. Oh yeah, so yeah. everybody can uh, you know, throw some money. Yeah. And I think I just think it's cool. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody's you your, begging for hockey, and oh yeah, well, you got your koozies playing, the Canes. Yeah, you, you got, got uh, exactly. Yeah. Evgeny Kuznetsov. I mean, that's huge. Oh yeah, well, and you even like he's not. I wish I would have. Uh, what is it? Um, their top-notch player instead of uh, what is it? They have Montour playing for Buffalo Sabers. Well, aren't you a oh. Brandon Montour fan? I do, but I wish it was Eichel or somebody like that. You know. You know what? I'm not a big fan of Jack. I'm Eichel, not. And, but... I, and I, I'll tell you uh, for days. 
Uh, mainly one being that he's a Nickelback fan. Oh God, I didn't even. There know is that. an NHL net, uh, network. Look special. at his photograph. I'll stop it, Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off. No, I love it. Keep going. No, uh, don't please don't keep going. But no, you you know the face of the whole entire like team and stuff like that, kind of trying to show up or. Well, was, I'd love Rasmus Dahlin. Oh God, uh, Rasmus Dahlin would be awesome. And uh, we I've actually been uh, talking a lot about Rasmus Dahlin lately. Just uh, you know, I'm a big Team Sweden fan, so I mean, I any any more Dahlin news, I'll, I'll I'll gobble it up. So check this out. Uh, moving on from that, we've uh, we've got some pretty exciting news coming out of the Czech Republic. You guys, anyone want to venture to guess what's coming out of Czech? I would have to say maybe somebody that we've talked about the last two episodes. Oh, we might have. We might have. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Dominic Hashing is reportedly planning candidacy for president of Czech Republic in 2023. Who would have known the guy's a huge uh, political type of dude? I mean, honestly, I just wish that could happen in in in, in the U.S. I mean, uh, Dominic Hasek, I I I would venture to say that he's going to win the candidacy. Well, I don't know. It's interesting to say because I've uh, I read that article myself uh, vaguely, and uh, I guess like I don't know if it was in like the Czech Republic or like where, Czech but Republic, they, yes. but they well, but they did like a survey um, to like basically see like how many people would vote for him. Yeah, and he was talking about it on uh, Radio Impulse, a uh, Czech radio station. So if I'm not mistaken, after like this random survey that whoever did, 80% said that they would not vote for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is there? Well, there's probably not a lot of why in these uh, polls. Well, I, if I were to guess... He didn't have any posts to save him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it honestly, my, my my two cents, I guess, is um, probably, I mean, I'm sure every European's watching what's going on in the United States right now. Oh, absolutely. So I don't know if it's giving him a little vibe. You know, you know well, where I'm getting I mean, at? The uh, I mean, the past, I mean, American uh, uh, race for president was let, let's let's be honest. It was like a total dog and pony show. Like just, you know, I mean, it, I mean, just like electing I mean, a celebrity. I think it's like a scary thing these days. Cause, well, just you know, I think it makes well, not even to get into that. It makes people kind of draw back. Well, just media related. You know, it was yeah. just it was it was a circus. And obviously more people turned in, into this whole all the uh, debates and stuff like that just because of it. You know, it was it was a bit of a circus. And I mean, depending on if you like the uh, current president now or if you don't, I mean, that that remains to be seen. That's not what we're here to talk about. No. But I, I see I see your point there that it might be a little bit more of a publicity stunt rather than an actual um, campaign. Right. right. And who and who knows, man, um, you know, when 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 it gets closer to that time, uh, good old Dom might throw out some. And I don't know how they do the presidential stuff if you get like all these crazy commercials like we do. Yeah. Well, for me, because I'll do this. You know what I mean? Who knows? Good old Dom might throw out some cool shit and people I might mean, be like holy crap like yeah you never know and and that's the thing is that maybe he he has some pretty good ideas about 
running the country? I don't know. I don't, I'm like, uh, uh, besides being an incredible goaltender, and that's I don't a, know much about his CV. You know, that that's just the thing, man. Um, and and and, and Europe's a whole different world again. Um, I can't I can't speak for Czech Republic. Um, itself, but I know like at least in Latvia, like the president there, uh, he doesn't really have that much power like the president in the United States has. Right. Uh, um, not a lot. Uh, it's more, more or less just the time. You're just like a representative more than anything, in right. a way. You know what I mean? You're like the face for the country. I mean, having um, Dominic Kashuk as the face of a country, I, 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 I think I mean, I'd be all Well, that's right what that. I say. If, if, if it's the same as it is how I remember it, uh, why not? <laughs> Seriously, absolutely. I mean, come on. Well, that and at that point, it'd be all high five, handshakes, and and signatures. Honestly, well, that's that, that's a lot of what being ahead of a country looks like. You know, I mean, kissing babies, signing executive orders, being being the face of the country. I mean, and being known as a little wussy that ran away from Patrick Waugh. Oh yes, oh, that's exactly. Oh, I, I, my I, I, man, I'm sorry. my man. Oh, oh the got the horn. There's the horn, baby. Oh yeah. He could have had the trifecta, but he had no fecta. Uh, no effect. <laughs> no effect. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Check this out. Um, this is kind of cool, uh, uh, especially because based on like my opinion of the Cronkies and. Within the past season, you know my opinion. Baby. Uh, if uh, if if a lot of a lot of hockey fans out there don't know, there's been a uh, there's basically been a stale stalemate between uh, KSE Crocky Sports Entertainment and uh, major cable companies, where we as Avalanche fans have not been able to see a lot of the games unless uh, you have direct TV yeah. or you stream it basically or unless you stealing it yeah. so um, I mean there's been a there's been a bit of a low kind of I like a low morale for uh, the Cronkies. so uh, this came out just uh, just not too long ago about um, what the Cronkies are going to do for all the KSE, Cronkies Sports Entertainment, uh, employees, which was actually really kind of cool, and I kind of want to just touch on that for a second. Yeah, go ahead. And um, what what they've done is they've actually created a uh, COVID-19 relief plan. Okay, that kind of protects their employees uh, during this time, Yeah, essentially. That, that's exactly it. It's... um. Uh, sorry there. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's it's basically a plan uh, where you know these kind of gnarly, basically virus outbreaks or anything, well, anything I, bad that can possibly happen within the next couple weeks or years or decade. You know, yeah. it's it's basically just covering a, any cronky sports entertainment employees. Oh yeah, no. It's uh basically going on with uh what uh going even above and beyond what the Samuelis did with the Ducks, and like they paid them through June, but this is an actual. They're going to probably pay them through June. I guarantee that. Now with the playoffs possibly starting here later than sooner, and we'll get to that too. Uh, oh yeah, but um, it this actually just has like a little just fail safe to where if you need it we have it and we can help you out with it and it's 
players, fans. Yeah. So in 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 a uh, in a statement that they just recently made, they uh, they go they go down this line. Uh, quote: In an effort to further assist these employees, and after speaking with several members of our amazing network KSE teams, uh, we are uh, super proud to announce that the Kroenke Family Foundation will be leading a COVID relief fund into uh, the amount of $500,000, which is expected to grow to at least a million dollars in the very near future. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And uh, so, obviously, they're making it grow it uh, uh, larger and larger as time goes by. By um, Are they doing, like... Is it like a donation thing again, or? Um, I I I have I haven't seen. Well, uh, a lot of the uh, KSE employees can actually donate to the fund, which okay. is which is also um a a link that we'll we'll probably leave in the description and everything like that. I I don't know if it's open to the public, but I know a lot of the employees uh, can donate to the fund to make it grow even larger. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out, you know, um, not that I'm like, I'm just like, I, it, it all, it always sounds good on paper. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and that's, and that's so, kind of what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, okay. You're making this awesome fun, but like, where's it really going? And, uh, and if it's actually gonna benefit uh, the employees and, in a uh, sense, you and, know what I mean? And I'm speculative just because he's, he's, uh, been holding this petty war against uh, major cable providers, 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 providers that uh, I mean, we uh, I, I would say more than uh, half, I'd say about 75 percent of the Avalanche fans in Colorado have not been able to see a single away game this season. Um, I didn't even an away game. Well, I mean, yeah, you can come to a home game, obviously, but I mean, when uh, you'd, uh, I'd have to even put that into like fifteen percent, because I mean, it's low. Uh, yeah, it's it's a low number, because I mean, I've even it, just to schedule it for the certain times that I've gone and watched games, I've wanted to go out and watch my abs, but and I like for me, I won't even sugarcoat it. Like people have been fucking illegally streaming games, like a um, mother effer. Well, I mean, uh, that's, you know what that, I mean. That's like that's that's the position that I mean the Crownies have put us in at this point. Yeah, is that either we we pay hundreds of dollars to maybe change our cable provider to direct, or just go without it? And I mean, let's be honest with you here. This, I mean, uh, I mean, playing games is not the most major income that you got. You got, you got. All these people coming to games, buying food, buying jerseys, buying all this other stuff, and yet you you can't let us watch the games just because a couple cable providers won't bow down to your needs? Oh, yeah. Well, and that and, like, also from what I researched is that uh, they even had their own ticketing program that they started. Oh, yeah, this year like, they've started yeah. their own. They've dropped flash sheets. Now it's altitude tickets. Yep. So they're making... All the money off of that, too. And they've upped all their prices on beer and all of that. So it's not like they're hurting for money. It's no, like, come and, on, just leave it at the and, same. And they're I'll, not. And, and I'll tell you right now, Cranky's got, uh, Cranky is 
not uh, one to shy away from money. I mean, he has roots in the Walton families, where uh, at the, uh, he's married to one of the Waltons, the uh, Walmart owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, we can again, we can ride into where we're. <laughs> yeah, we can, we're yeah, we're in the I'm gravel and we're about to hit yeah, the weeds. Maybe, we're maybe, about to yeah. hit Mordor. I'm sorry, right I, now, I had to say something. Just yeah. no, absolutely. No, I mean, no, no. I mean, you bring up a good point, Cody. But absolutely. I mean, big ups to him for actually like making a fund. Maybe that that'll help out like the actual people. Yeah. That need it, not necessarily the Cronkies. No, absolutely. Like the uh, the uh, the guy, the people out there doing the dirt work. Yeah. You know. So let's uh, let's hope that works out. And I mean, it, it looks good. So let's hope it keeps going that way. <laughs> and so, um, uh, moving on, moving on to our next subject. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do okay, it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I could I could talk. <laughs> I, I, I'll get a little heated if I keep talking about the crackers. Well, I know. I know. Um, we, so, we've gotten to that point a little bit. We've been on the brinks of almost like barging into Mordor before we like. Hit the tree people and all that good stuff. So let let's avert from that. Avert. So uh, <laughs> so with the new uh, new subject here, uh, this is actually really promising information that uh, that we've been reading oh. throughout the week. Um, uh, can I can I take a guess? Even though it's one of the it's not one of the questions or anything of that like sort. the trivia yeah the trivia yeah all right well i'll give you a guess let's let's see what you got there but uh, was it the last big enforcer to have an all-star jersey he's actually a part of it so check this out the nhl and the nhlpa have formed a return to play committee and what that entails is to develop plans to potentially restart the nhl season and isn't uh, either John Scott has been tweeting something from what I have heard, or he is he a part of that committee? I, I well, haven't he's, decided. He's not a part of it, but uh, Larry but Larry Brooks of the New York Post broke that the committee the committee the committee <laughs> the committee is comprised of a uh, commissioner really Gary do. Bettman, deputy commissioner Bill Deli, and uh, senior vice presidents Colin Campbell. And Steve Hatsipetros on the NHL side. Now, there's uh, the NHLPA side where Donald Fear, Matthew Schneider, General Counsel Dan, uh, how do I say, Zavello, uh, and Divisional Representatives, Representatives Steve Webb, and several players such as John Tavares, Connor McDavid, James Van Riemsdyk, and Ron Hainsey are on the NHLPA side. And they are all joined with a uh, staff of medical representatives to formulate a plot to come back within at least the next couple of months. Oh, wow. I mean, that's that's huge news, especially if you got some of those players in uh, involved with it. I thought it was the a release of the training camp that is what you were talking about and tickling at. No, so. unfortunately, we're not that far along, but it's it's really good that you're you have absolutely every every single like every single aspect covered. covered. Yeah, you've got players, you've got commissioners, you've even got medical uh, medical Personnel, workers. Yeah. Uh, uh, all talking about what it's going to take to get the NHL to come back. Well, and also, like, you know, from the hockey side of it, you've got brilliant representatives like James Brand Reemsdyke and John Tavares. And, you know, I mean, those guys have been – those are veterans in the league almost at this point. 
if, well, you, if I mean, you think about it. Oh, I mean, just to have actual players involved in yeah. the decision-making is a really good step in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Well, and then the ones that have been around the block for a little bit, too, because it's better than having your young guns come up and just try to vouch for the whole entire deal. Well, I mean, yeah, and obviously having Connor McDavid in on these con- uh, conference calls it, it adds a lot to what uh, they're willing to do. I mean, they're obviously willing to, like, show the outside world that they're serious about having hockey come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's kind of a positive, honestly. And then, honestly, to go to the John Scott thing, also, like, John Scott has come out on Twitter that it could be rumored that they start training camp June 1st. That's true. And um, uh, see, before that happens, there's there's phases. I was going to say, have we talked about, so they, they were talking about four phases, correct? Yeah, Bob yes. McKenzie of TSN actually uh, tweeted out a, like a pretty much a breakdown of phases that the NHL need to do. And for phase one, obviously, it's is, self-isolation. Is what we're doing now, Quarantine. essentially. Yeah, we're, yeah. In, we're pretty much in phase one right now. Right. And so uh, when when he moves down, phase two would be obviously players from Europe that have uh, um, went back during the shutdown coming back. And, and then, then testing them. Then testing them and isolating them as well. So here, so here's, so okay, so I, Ross, I know you said uh, uh, June 1st is like the day. That is estimated. An estimated date say, when they say. Well, and here, getting everyone back. My, my, I guess my question is, um, and and I might be super out of the loop about it. Um, how, what, what's the, um, you know, what's the flight situation and all that? Well, you check know? this out. The, this is where phase three comes in. Okay, is um, what they're thinking about, and which would probably be the most, I mean, uh, equitable and uh, easiest thing to do is phase three, which would be the much talked about four divisional cities where they could play. Without fans, oh where, yeah, like where in North Dakota it, so, and where, all that. Where it would, uh, it would take down travel costs for the teams, mm-hmm. and they could play without a lot of a uh, lot of a breakout. Essentially, cities with uh, that had they didn't really get as affected by this. Uh, yeah, just pandemic. Like we, just or, like we were talking okay. about like or a while low. ago, like in none of it or you know North Dakota. Was yeah. Arizona one of the places too? I don't it? think it would be. I mean, there's still that that I mean per, per populace. I mean, Arizona it still has a lot more people than I just say, like North I don't Dakota. know where I heard it. Um, and th- this is a little off, I guess, but like because of like Arizona's weather and stuff, um, supposedly those dudes. Or over there, and this might have been a baseball thing, honestly. Well, yeah, but like due to the weather and stuff, because supposedly warm weather kills the kills the virus. So, so what they're looking at is like four divisional cities, basically. Yeah, four divisional cities in the uh, two in the west and then two in the east, where it's about it's basically just like a neutral setting. Oh okay. God. So it'd be like out in the middle of nowhere, like Dude, Illinois so, or something like that, or even like Columbus for like East. Boston. But so what? I, it's, it would probably be more northern. 
I would I would assume, especially in like that Midwest territory, like around Chicago oh, yeah. and stuff, because they're I mean even across the border, right? Those those cities too. are so closely packed together. I mean, those are some of the most affected areas of the coronavirus. So yeah. I would I would assume it would probably be northern, more northern, especially in the east. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, in the west, but I mean uh, back east they're more packed together, so. Yeah. It would probably be more northern if that. So it would be more northern in Ontario or something. I like would that. assume. Yeah. I would I would absolutely assume. So how it's uh, essentially what it sounds like is so they obviously you, you split your teams. Half of half of the group goes to wherever yeah, and the uh, other half and it's almost like a camp. Yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's basically if you went so to like th- a hockey camp. Think of it like a fucking Olympics almost. Yeah. You know, you're like I mean, you're for, like for in this one time. city and you play against each other in this one arena. Yeah. yeah, I would I would think Pacific plays in one city, Central plays in one city. That's uh, kind of cool, Metropolitan man. Metropolitan yeah. plays in another one and the uh, well, Atlantic that, and plays pro- in the other. They would probably have to like have like a final deciding city where they go to the semifinals. I mean, I would the sure finals, then the actual I mean, finals, in so. keeping with the uh, the actual spirit of the Stanley Cup Finals, I would I would I think they would probably split the uh, the um, Stanley Cup Finals between the two cities, but just do it as you would regularly do it. You know, like the uh, oh, better yeah. the better team gets home ice advantage, and you know you spend. But you, I mean, even so, you would I, hope you would poss- hope. But I mean, yeah, I mean. How much money that the NHL has already lost off of this shutdown? And I mean, let's let's be honest, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Uh, I'm they sure. might they might just do uh, um the playoffs in one one ideal position, you know? Because I like you got to think about all the money that like going back and forth from cities and stuff. Oh yeah, just like the good old KHL when they did it with no one. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, man. Those dudes are a whole lot. like like I said in previous episodes. I can't believe they didn't finish the whole season. Right? No, they, they were, were so close. close to it. Yeah, I I I, I wouldn't have been surprised when those dudes were just like fuck it. Yeah, do it for Mother Russia. And uh, I know there's a, there's actually a lot of people um, wondering about like if there's gonna be like a training camp thing. And that's also part of phase three well, is that, that they'll have like a, uh, you know, like uh, I would say like a two week to three week training camp as well. And then um, you'll move on from there. Like you, you got you got phase four. If all goes well, would be games. The NHL is stretched in regular seasons plus playoffs. So what they what they're really trying to do is finish the season and get the playoffs in. Which what that was would it? be phase four is the actual initiation of games. We had about ten games left in the season. I, I think I, I I know uh, like uh, at least eighteen games for each teams. Well, was gonna be s- lower. I was gonna say if times were good, we'd be what round two ish right now in the playoffs. We'd be yeah, uh, absolutely. We would be on the uh, second series in. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. In. I mean, yeah, you can see that with all the uh, all the memes and stuff out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I should be watching uh, the second series of the playoffs, but instead I'm fucking counting all the uh, toilet paper I've got in my goddamn bathroom. <laughs> one, two, one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got yeah. I got I got five rolls of the triple ply, ten rolls of the double play. 
but then you split the triple ply because you, you know, don't want to go who down needs to triple the one ply. ply. <laughs> no, one ply is bad. Bad news. That's the stuff you buy at the dollar store. And just for yeah, just uh, just for an update, uh, would, what you were saying, John Scott had previously revealed that I think all the uh, European players are actually scheduled to come back around June first. Yeah. Okay. Because that's yeah. uh, there wasn't a lot. Uh, there wasn't a lot of information with it. Because it was just a tweet. What? See, and that's that's where I was. Because I again, I'm no like I don't I, I don't know anything much about the flights and stuff, but I know they're very re- restricted right now. You oh, know where you can go, where you can oh, no, fly, because yes. borders are closed yeah. and this and that. So is it like, are they throwing a bunch of these dudes on like this NHL private type of plane? Well, I mean, and they're just all flying them over, and well, then you I, know. Yeah, that and that's the thing, and uh, I'm I'm looking at the t- uh, the tweet right now, and like I said, it's just it's it says verbatim. Just got word that NHL camps will begin again June first. European players are coming back soon. So that's and that's where, all you got. Good that's to know. What I went off of, no, and I got I was rubbing zipper off of that. I, oh, I mean, don't, I, don't. well, just just reading anything like uh, in a positive in, in a positive light, I'm I'm rubbing zipper for sure. Oh yeah, uh, well, especially reading that because it's like okay, June first, like training camps will start. I mean, the European players won't be involved, possibly. I would I would or they would be involved. It just depends on when the flights are coming in. In that sense, based on the phases that the NHL are trying to go by, um, I would assume that they are trying to usher all the European players back within the month of May, where, you know, you're having a few players come back on this one, getting treated, uh, well, just doing isolation, uh, getting uh, getting tested, yeah. and then you'll have more and more coming back as the month steadily goes by, and then eventually opening up like that two to three week camp at the beginning of June. Man, honest, what a clusterfuck! Honest, it is. It's nuts. It's fucking <laughs> nuts, man. Well, you, you got somebody saying one thing, and then you got John Scott, who honestly he's probably one of the closest people outside of the NHL at well, this I mean, point. He, I, that's he, closest with the NHL because he's yeah, had so I, yeah. many issues. We know he's re- <laughs> you know, well. You know he's retired, but I mean, obviously he's going to be talking to a lot of those guys. Oh yeah, because there was all of his old cronies and teammates and stuff like that. I cronies, mean, cronies, yeah. What are you talking about? The zombies that he beat the shit out of? Well, I mean, no, it'd be the teammates and stuff <laughs> right. that he had that would be like, God, th- I, I thank you for being on my team. Do that. Thank you for not fucking me up. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's a lot to ingest, and um, it's it's kind of like a little, still a little far out. But I mean, it's something to kind of like maybe rely on. It's a nice hope. Yeah, you know? it, it is. It is it, definitely like, a nice hope. Not even that. It's something to digest. There's options. There instead is instead of nothing right now. And <laughs> and I and that's what I and that's what I love about the NHL. They are trying to come out come back to finish this season. I, I I've heard rumors about the MLB already just shutting down the next season. The CFL. Yeah, no, no motivation. Higher. Yeah, from there's from, yeah, there's no, yeah. they're they're not even doing anything about it. NBA like, questionable. I, NBA, they they're actually doing the same kind of thing the NHL is, which I mean, I'll get like oh, I'm, really? I'm not a big fan of the Last NBA. Last I heard, they were or the basketball, that, but well, so. they're they're actually trying to invite players to start uh, training again. Wow. 
wow. as per the hockey guy, I was watching his uh, I was watching his episode about um, a lot of what's going down right now, and he he shed some light on the NBA about um, them actually inviting players to start training again. So, well, and not to interrupt or anything, Cody, but I, it was one of those things with the NBA. NHL was always trying to push to just finish the season because they always want to. That, they, 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 there, there's never been one thing to say that they, they weren't going to try to finish the season. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not trying to push it just like trying to be unsafe, but they just want to finish the season so somebody raises the cup. Well, yeah, and, and that's the most important. And they're thing. trying to make it. And, and well, well, that's a, between the NBA's, NHL's, and all that. And they, they're they're both in the same boat. They're both so close, exactly to the playoff. Yeah. And that 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 that's where all that falls in. Oh yeah, in, but, in a sense. And I know that the NBA yeah. was on the fence with that for a minute, where the NHL was like pedal to the metal on that. Which, which I mean, awesome. that's why I respect the NHL and the NBA because obviously. Uh, they they could just say fuck it, next season, just oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. and and that's where the MLB is right now. They're like they're saying they're probably not even gonna have a league a uh, a league until uh two twenty twenty three. Well, that's the thing. Those those guys didn't even get started. You know, so even, it's like the well, motivation I mean, wasn't even there, and then well, I mean, like this happened. Training and 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 I I, I gotta say. I'm gonna stand by this till the day I die. The day I die, MLB players are just a bunch of fucking prima donnas. Come get Dude, me, bubblegum, uh, fucking hey. sunflower seed yeah. eating. I mean, you're literally like, yeah, you're literally out on the playing field. And you're just eating fucking sunflower seeds the entire time. Pantene Pro V. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Anyways, I can so, think. I can think of. A uh, couple of people that are gonna get mad about listening to this, but I'm it is sorry, what it well, is. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. No, I'm I'm, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I just, um, I mean, I I, I I understand like that sport takes a certain um, skill. Well, I mean, uh, but at the same time, um, you've got a hockey players. They have uh, all the skills in one sport. We're, uh, well, uh, well, see, the problem I have... We're tougher at the, the end of the day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you say. Well, the problem I have with it is that you've got a 162-game schedule for MLB. Well, that... And, and you're, you're going gonna to call the season off no, not even trying anything? No. You could even do like an 82 games. Yeah, you could do like an 80 season game and still like it'd probably be more entertaining than that. You know, it wouldn't drag on as much. Oh yeah, the the ride for the playoffs would just be even that much more like important. Give so much more reason to actually play harder. Oh yeah, I I, I give initiative. I mean, come on. I've (laughs) I've always thought 162 games was just like complete overkill. Duh. (laughs) <laughs> so before um before i uh uh became uh became a firefighter and i started working i worked at a car shop uh in in downtown denver volvo uh yep volvo for life still dry one anyways Hello, Svenskar. <laughs> anyways um one of my jobs was because we did uh like a uh, courtesy rides so you would like say if a customer dropped off a car you take them to work, and then you'd also give them the courtesy of picking them up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. so basically, no, my dad's like, shop did that. Yeah, and yeah. the Rockies, the Rockies piss me the f off. <laughs> um, oh, I can only imagine those those guys just. They have the, the ra- random times for games, dude. 
Oh yeah, like it's <laughs> like a Tuesday at two o'clock. It's like where the hell do you want to go on a Tuesday at two o'clock downtown? And as usual, dude, as usual, you, I have a customer that works in the middle of downtown Denver at you know one of the like the bigger skyscraper oh, type yeah, of buildings. Oh yeah, they got the loft like business buildings, or and and it's like super that. close to you know you got the Coors Field fifteenth. Anywhere between traffic that and even Blake Street. Oh it's my terrible. god, man! Nowhere to park. People everywhere. Like at on, like I said, on like a Tuesday at one. Ugh. Anyways, frustration. <laughs> I don't know. It's super off the subject again, man. We've pretty been much just using you guys as a car service. We have been hitting the gravel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Let's get back on the uh, let's get back on the right track. Uh, so, I mean, with with this interesting information about the NHL coming back, um, who are you guys most excited uh, to see play? Or teams, players, anybody, anybody on your mind? Ooh, me. Uh, appar- me. Apparently, me. Ross pick is me, me. Pick me. Ross is raising. <laughs> Ross is raising his hand. So go for it, man. Let's, let's talk for, about it. Let's go but, for Ross. No, I'm really excited because I, uh, my buddy uh, Justin Martin out in uh, Pennsylvania, he's followed, as I've told him, Tom Wilson and Andre Burakovsky, the whole, their whole entire careers. And I told him to watch those two guys. And I'm so glad that we got Burakovsky. Like, just to see him flourish, I'm excited to see what he does so for us in the playoffs, dude. Well, oh, my God. I mean, he's uh, – a, a, a lot of the same with a lot of the additions to the Avalanche roster this year. He's he's had one whale of a season so far, and, I mean, yeah, it sucks that he got hurt right, right before the shutdown. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, he's proved to be a very key, important part of the Avs, and, I mean – Heck, I mean, I would have to even say, obviously, my ducks and everything. Granted, they're not going anywhere, but you're probably you're actually probably thinking, oh, thank God for the shutdown. Those Anaheim Ducks are sucking major dick. Oh, well, I'm just looking forward <laughs> to the new jerseys next year. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, uh, just to be honest, just to be honest, that's the most uh, that's the most promising thing about the Anaheim Ducks this year. Eh? That this year, but I the mean, new jerseys it, it, next year. Well, and that, and just to see what they're gonna do with their lineup because they've uh, lost a lot of huge ass like well, aspects in yeah. their team and a bunch of big hitters so well and uh, that uh that's the thing i've uh, i think the biggest problem i've had with the the anaheim ducks is that um big names like ricard raquel and uh jacob jacob silverberg they uh with with a lot of uh people leaving this year they really needed to step up and i mean they've had a bit decent of a year yeah but this this was the, their time to step up and say hey this is our team oh yeah and i just don't i don't, don't think i've seen that you yet. don't have the bobby ryan's you don't have the you haven't had bobby ryan for a while oh, no but. you get what i'm saying you don't have any of the bobby like anybody that's close to that that's a dynamic player well, that's fuck that's stepping up honestly well, i mean with cory cory perry leaving i mean that's, that that's like the biggest backbone of the ducks well, for yeah. the longest time because he was almost like your oh i'm not saying like he Billy was Smith. your team i yeah, mean cory perry he, was your team. I mean, obviously he, you still got ryan Geslav, gibber in net and stuff but i mean cory perry was 
Corey Perry has been and will always be, in my mind, a an Anaheim Duck. Oh, yeah. And the biggest part of the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, him and Getzlaff will be the two biggest parts of the Ducks. They they will always, always forever be Ducks. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a 15 and a 10 soon maybe a 35 here saying uh, hanging in the rafters so. i just i just thought it was complete bullshit that uh that the ducks actually bought out Corey perry before his thousandth game yeah and he's played the 12, whole entire what, like what 12 games before he played his thousandth game you can't let him play play his thousandth game in a fucking ducks uniform no and you're he, gonna buy him out yeah exactly and he would be one of the few players with ryan gets to actually do that in a ducks uniform or, or the same team uniform yeah well not anymore nope 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 but as i said we'll see yeah but i'm also excited to see what uh the islanders are doing the sabers are doing because Sabers, but uh, you could you could just toss them right up. Well, the right I mean, now. it's either they're gonna make some big moves or they're gonna just too late. If they would have made the moves, they would have made it. Uh, those deadline. those boys are hurting, man. Um, uh, there's just so much animosity in Buffalo. It's absolutely ridiculous. Fans. Well, what do you think, Ryan O'Reilly left? Well, the, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly almost quit freaking hockey just because he was playing in Buffalo, right? And he also crashed into a Timmy Hortons. Well, I mean, anybody will crash into a Tim Hortons once they know they got traded to fucking Buffalo. Exactly, my friend. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I I am like speaking of Ryan O'Reilly, I am just so excited for him. Ever since he's played in uh Colorado, I've I've been a gigantic fan of his game. I mean, he, he is he is so responsible and just uh, the hockey IQ is out, out of his out of his planet. I, I, and I mean, yeah, he can't skate that well and maybe he may not be able to stick handle that well, but I mean, kids got jam. He, I mean, the the man knows how to take a face off. The man knows how to be in the right places at the right times. I mean, he proved that last year, right? Oh, I mean, Con Smythe, Stanley Cup. Well, that I and mean, also he, I think he beat out one of Gretzky's Gretzky's records last year too. I would like to, I would like to know that. Take a look at um, that. I would have to say that I think it was um, the. Oh God. Take a peek online, man. All right. Well, and I mean, me uh, like, uh, like I said, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. I mean, uh, you know how much he was hurting in Buffalo, and you could tell. No, the absolutely. Guy, the guy loves hockey, and uh, as soon as as soon as he came over to St. Louis, you know, there was like a new breath of life coming over for him, man. No, he was even. Um, I mean, he was great having him for Colorado. I had, I, 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 I had the, I had the pleasures of meeting him once. Uh, I have a, have a picture. Us together, you know. Oh yeah, uh, sweet. That I could share maybe later. Oh uh, yeah, from a couple I, of years back, but uh, and I know, no, I know he had humble the, dude, and I know he had the contract disputes with uh, with the Avs. Money, but that dude. was that it was came Greg down to Sherman. Money again. That was Greg Sherman. Our GM back then was just a fucking waste of space, and that uh, that and that was and that was really what it was. I mean, I guarantee you, if uh, Joe was negotiating Ryan's contract, it would have been a completely different thing. I really think so. Probably would have, but uh, you know it's a hard thing. And now, now looking back at it, it's like you look at it different. But like when it first happened, you know what the media showed. I mean, here locally within Colorado and stuff, uh, I made it sound like that Ryan's like a total asshole. But that's and we're the thing. Like, like get him the that. fuck out of here, you know. It's not that. It, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. So um, I, I've got it now, boys. So you, you got the record, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hear um, it. So Ryan O'Reilly became the third player in NHL history to score his team's opening goal in the fourth consecutive games during the Stanley Cup final. 
matching Sid Smith and also Norm Ulm. There you go. Like, there you go. There's like, that. I mean, maybe not uh, not as great as beating Gretzo, but I mean, that's that's still, big for the uh, team. That's all tied for all of them. I so. mean, we're talking playoff hockey too, and that's huge. That's huge. But I mean, and that just goes back to what I was saying about Ryan O'Reilly. He's like he is he is a top notch player. He's all about the team, and uh, I mean, uh, I I <laughs> I really wish that the Owls could have kept him rather than Matthew Shane. I would have given. I would have thrown millions of dollars at Ryan O'Reilly before I, I even thought about that. Yeah, yeah, the chain ended up being a huge disappointment. There was, and then again, it's like what 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 came before the chicken or the egg because we got uh Sammy Girard and uh a, and that uh number one uh number one pick from Ottawa with that Duchesne train uh along with a bunch of other prospects. Yeah. And that's huge too. So I mean, I'm I'm not like I'm not. I'm not really worried about it too much, but I mean, I, um, I would have uh, liked to see uh, Factor in an Av jersey for a little bit more. Absolutely. Hey, never say never, dude. Uh, True. I re- mean, remember how, remember Tangay. True. I mean, Jerome McGinley coming over and playing. I I never thought Jerome McGinley oh, would God. ever be playing I, in an Av jersey. I flipped out. That was like doing. Uh, oh, I was freaking was out too. That was like Antoine Vermette. When he came over from the Hawks to the Ducks, meh. But still, <laughs> uh, for us in depth that year, I mean, just like uh, it was just like it, one of those things. Was like, oh my god, I we mean, just added that much more to our team from what our well, already we had, and, and that's, it's it's sad that uh, we never could have got Jerome a cup because that's the reason why he came over in the first. Oh place. yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We're trying to make another documentary, but it didn't happen. So, uh, so Keith, who who are you excited about coming back and watching playing after this whole shutdown's going? Well, man, I don't know. Should I go first or should you go first? Because I think I got a few things to say. That's <laughs> true. Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm. Clearly, just happy that there's a prospect of like hockey coming back in general, but um, I I I really want to see the Avalanche lineup back back in full force. Okay. I want I want Nazem Kadri to be back. I want Mad Calver back. Grubauer. I want them all back. I want them back so bad. You know, I just I and and like I think uh, if we would have had the, this entire entire lineup the entire time, would have been fine. Well, man, like uh, we're we're fine right now. I mean, we're we're sitting second in the central. We've been good, you know. Before, obviously, uh, the Avs have been dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, we all know that. Uh, but man, like, if 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 this season actually continues, I just want to see the playoffs at this point. I mean, like, well, yeah, it, no, uh, but like. We get some healthy players back. Well, everybody is what does, I'm t- you know, everybody is there. And we, I know. I think I As think we I talked know. about it will be the best playoffs I, or yoffs that I have yeah. ever seen. And we, I know, but uh, like we're looking like good, good. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the, and I mean, everybody else is going to be healthy too. I just want to see some good puck. Oh yeah. And I mean, no, if if 100%. everybody's if everybody uh, like remotely all the players are so healthy. I just want to see what that kind of hockey is. I mean, like healthy players and uh, healthy rested players in in, a playoff a, in the uh, playoff atmosphere. Oh God, that's that's gonna be a, they're gonna be barn burners for each uh, for each game. That or you might have a little bit of rock'em sock'em robots just because they've been chopping at the bit to get back at the game. I mean, <laughs> I, at this point, at this point, you don't know what to expect. But no. all, all all I can say is that it's gonna be just some. 
down home good all. Oh, good it's gonna be some hockey. A plus NHL hockey. That is for sure. And and that's all I really want right now. I mean, we've been doing this uh, podcast for uh, what like at least two two months. Yeah, two we're and a half months. We're babies and, still, dude. We're and, little uh, puppies. We've hardly had any hockey to even actually like comment on. Because we're so late that's bloomers. what I'm excited for is actually commenting on some like some actual hockey. Oh yeah, because no. I think uh, um the last the last episode we all uh recorded together was the third one, the hat trick, and then after that the shutdown and uh, all the hockey. Well, that's a really like the whole COVID thing really yeah. Came, yeah, was, came to that was the New today. York that was the New York Rangers game that we went to. As the, well. Yeah, 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 all three of us went. To, no, 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 no. That was uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Because yeah, we yeah, Girgensen yeah, scored you're a Latvian, goal. You're Latvian. Got a goal. Zing was Girgensen you, scored a goal. You're stoked about that. I about know. tossed you off the uh, the whole entire ledge. I'm just kidding. I'm I wasn't kidding. rooting, <laughs> I, but I still wasn't rooting for Buffalo, man. But like, it was cool to see a native lad oh, score yeah, a goal. That's you know really cool. Mean? And uh, your dad actually ended up texting you like right as soon as that happened. Oh, immediately. Yeah. Well, my dad was supposed to be at that game, but That's right. things didn't work out. Uh, and, yeah. Um, but anyways, but yeah. uh, I think yeah. Well, I think what I'm excited about is actually talking about some uh, live hockey. Oh, something that's I relevant. Mean, <laughs> I mean, players coming back—that's one thing. The playoffs—that's another thing. But I mean, I just love talking hockey. So I mean, no, absolutely, as man. Soon, as well, soon as I can, I'm just itching at the bit. So, what? Where I was getting at was. Um, it's been mentioned before millions of times. Like everyone knows, I'm like I'm a Latvian. Like, you know, I get to res- re- respect and support uh, my na- my native brothers, and uh, I want to touch up on er- Elvis Merzlikens a little bit. Yeah, um, just like we mentioned, uh, he signed a contract just last week. So yes, just get his jersey here soon. I really want his jersey, and I will get his jersey. It's not that I it's, I will get it's it. It's not I want it. It's that it will I happen. Will, it will happen, and I will get it, even though I'm not a huge, you know, Columbus, but it's just, again, it's supporting your native brother. I would I, I um, would get the uh, third jersey, the uh, Cannon jersey with Merzlikens. Mers- that would be cool. That third jer- I've, the I Cannon that jerseys third jersey. are cool. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, Cody, um, uh, so after Corp, so Corpy signed a two-year deal, just uh, uh, the year previously before that, and then right afterwards, uh, questions were arised like, "Well, well, what are we gonna do with Merzlikens with everything that you know Corpy got injured?" Well, and then, then Bob leaves, correct, and then you know Merzlikens gets in and and he's he's playing all these shitty games, but then they put him in and and he's killing it. And how what what, what was it like? Five consecutive shutouts that he got. Yeah, and the, and the crazy thing about it too is that when he uh, when he first came in, man, he was he was searching for that first win for the longest time. I think he went ten games without. No, I wouldn't say ten games. I think like five games, at least five games, because he was still sharing the load with uh, Corpusalo that he was looking for his first NHL win, and that was huge. No, absolutely, yeah, and that, and that was the thing. Um, um, but yeah. Uh, so right after Corpy, uh, they actually end up signing Merzlikens, which I was, um, I wasn't surprised, but and yet I was surprised about it. Uh, but they sent him down to AHL, didn't they? Well, <sighs> weird thing about Merzlikens is Merzlikens was a tad bit cocky when he first uh, came into the NHL. Because typically how it goes is like, I mean, you get your draft, whatever they they put you in the AHL. 
So you get a you know well, kind of yeah, used you, you to know, used to the game and whatnot. Get and to get the used speed to the workload, and, and, and I mean, just like traveling all the time, obviously. And then they'll pull you up for a couple games and see how you do. Test and, you out. I mean, and see how it goes, and drop you down, and this and that, depending on injuries. Which, um, I mean, we all know Columbus has been. Oh God! Them. Oh God! Yeah. You know we're bitching about the Owls being injured. Talk about Columbus. I mean, shit, they've been right next to us too. Well, you know, I think right. they're almost worse off, boys. <laughs> no, no, that, that's where I was getting at. They, Flip they, a fucking coin. <laughs> Flip a fucking coin, man. Go ahead, Two Face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as you're saying. But Merzlikins, Merzlikins was very um, uh, before coming to Columbus. He was very, very adamant about not going to the AHL and going straight to the NHL. I mean. Because he felt very, very prepared, um, and then he can do it. Obviously, the first couple games, as we all saw, not a win in sight. Very rough, um, and yeah. I think I think he bit more than he could chew. That really t- uh, brought him back down to earth. I oh think. yeah, no, that was definitely a reality check for him. I, and I, I mean, <clears throat> you think about it. There's there's so many players that that think they can come out and do that. I mean, Jonathan Drewen did it. Like he wouldn't even report to Syracuse. Josh Hosang, oh that God, ongo- yes. the the yes. ongoing dispute with him, yes, and Lamarillo in fucking uh in, on the island. I mean that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, how much more do you want to barter with one person? Am just, I right there, uh, Lamarillo, right? Yeah. The GM for um, uh, the Islanders. Yep, I'm, I thought so. I, I, that sounds weird. Sure. I know. He's been hopping around. Anyways, back to Merzlikens. So so yeah, where where I was getting about it all is, um, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to find the right way to say this and and, and kind of explain him. Um, I don't know, like I see, and that's the thing. I don't know how a lot of people feel about him and like what they think about him. Obviously, like super exciting. Like before this whole COVID stuff, like he he played some great games and. And 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 again, right right at the end, he had some shitty games again. Well, he had some. He had an incredible run. I mean, I he, he oh, yeah. like, uh, five out of six games with shutouts. Man, that's that's huge. Well, that and that that kind of peaked my. But interest. I guess let's let's real quick cover the deal real quick. So so uh, like I said, right after Corpy, they ended up signing Ellis Merzlikens to a year two year deal as well. Um, so will he will play for uh, uh, three million in uh, t- uh, twenty twenty to twenty twenty one season and five million to twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two season. Um, interesting fact about that is he's actually getting more money than uh, Corpy right now. What does he make an average? Uh, what, about four or so. Merzlikens average. Yeah. Whereas Lincoln's average is four mil right okay, now. That doesn't surprise saying. me. That actually doesn't surprise me after um, after well, Corpy falling off and then getting hurt. Especially Lincoln's taking the show. Sorry, I Cody. mean you got you got two uh, you've got two goaltenders that are basic. You're basically playing paying four million dollars a year for. Well, so this is this is where I'm getting at, and and this is my worry right now as a Latvian guy supporting a Latvian brother goalie. Me being a goalie, um, obviously, look at let's look back to Columbus. Corpy's uh, been their guy right now. Well, he right. was, and uh, once uh, once Bobrovsky got traded to, uh, well, actually, yeah, went to Florida. Yeah, he went to Florida. Uh, yeah. So I should, I, I guess, I should rebind. So Bobrovsky. Brookowski, 
Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Bob. Well, he's been their guy for so long. As soon as Flor- uh, as soon as he goes off to Florida, you got what? What do you got? Jonas not- Corpusalo. Correct, but I guess re- uh, reversing that, you know, um, Columbus um, between the organization and the fans, nothing but respect. Oh, for real. I mean, for him. You know, and Corpy, like, no, not a lot of negative you can you can find. Well, I mean, the common sense and conventional wisdom says your Eunice Cor- Corpusalo is going to be your next guy coming up after Bobrovsky leaves. Well, and he did. He he got the chance, and I gotta say, he I I think he kind of pissed away his chance. Well, that and he knows the system the best with uh, Bob leaving and everything. So I, I don't mean, think so, man. And see, and and. And I don't know, like, you you guys might see something that I don't see. Well, no, I, I'm just saying at the time being, you're just like, oh, just Corpusalo, just bring him up. He knows the system and everything. And well, then common Mer- sense says he's going to be the guy. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Merce-Leakins just has this on and off, then all of a sudden, the stellar just, literally, he was playing like a man possessed after he got, hey, you're number one right now. And honestly, that's probably their best prospect to be number one well that's i, I would put corpusalo at number two honestly like I all day all long day. especially after the minimal games that Merslekins has played well that's the thing i i i i i think that um in in, in the blue jackets organization uh corpy was visualized as the number one goalie. Depending, uh, seeing even depending on what it didn't matter what Merzlikens did. I think Corpy was like the guy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he played most of the games until he got injured. Um, so he gets injured. They throw Merzlikens in. Um, then you got the other Latvian guy. Um, I don't know how many games he played. He did fairly well. Uh, but anyways, Merzlikens is great. Whatever. Corpy comes back. Everyone rages again about Corpy. Oh well, I mean, how well, great he is, and this and that. Well, that's the thing. That's like the media stance at the very, very beginning is that no matter what, uh, Corpy's going to be the number one goaltender. But well, I mean, I to be completely honest with me, uh, yeah, last year Corpy Corpy played some great games and helped out Bob a whole lot. But oh, I yeah. mean, I have seen nothing from Corpusalo to say that he's ready to become a number one guy. Oh, no, not at all. Like, not even close. Like, he's had, like, the shaky games to where he has had many shots and many goals, like, shot and scored upon him. I mean, he's And a, then he's shook, like, after I, two or three goals made. He's a, he's a decent backup goaltender. I just don't see him as a number one. No, and I think not I, even. I think... Uh, everybody in Columbus needs to take a look at that and really, uh, really nail this thing down. Just because, uh, I mean, uh, Keats, you've said it several times that uh, Merzlikens, he's he's a play while he's hot kind of goaltender. He is. Yeah. He th- thinking about him like following him, you know, throughout playing from Team Latvia and when he played for Lugano and shit. Um, he he has to play to be good. Yeah. As soon as you sit Merzlikens. He just rots away. Well, it's basically it, like it, 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 it like mentally like it just like eats him alive. Yeah. Even you, even with these like shitty like uh, games that we've seen, like the seven ones and wh- whatever wow. it was uh, when he first started those games literally light the f- 
fire under the kid's ass. And I mean, uh, with the parody in this league, like every uh, any any night, one team can go seven seven to one, no matter what. No, oh, no, yeah. absolutely. But wh- where I'm getting at is like you gotta have the kid play. He has to play the yeah. game, man. No, he. he as soon as you sit him up, as soon as you sit him, like it, you, you just deteriorates, man. Sitting on that bench, it's you gotta let the kid play. Yeah. So that's what worries me, cause like, Corpy, like like I said, like he was like, oh, like, as while Corpy was still injured, it was like Merzlikins, Merzlikins, oh, he's so oh, great. I'll... The minute watch the. F- Go back. comes back one Yeah, game. watch, like, the media stuff. Like, uh, go back to, like, date on, like, Google and stuff. Watch, as soon as it showed the first game, because they – remember the date where, like, they – Corpy came back and Corp, won a big Corp, one. Corpy threw – but they they threw him even back in the AHL to, like, get him back in the groove well, yeah, for, of things. They released that article, and all the fans in the, oh, my God, Kirby's back. Oh, Merzlikens didn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Even well, though he had, like, awesome games, like, he didn't even exist anymore. Well, that's the problem about the media, like, just uh, the daily media and around the teams. Well, that and that, also. Uh, I think they lose a lot of a lot of sight of, like, the long run in, I the, feel, in the teams. Well, you're right, Cody, and I feel that they kind of almost, like, whitewash your face into the whole entire who should beat the number one goaltender. Well, no, yeah, it's it's decided. Should. It's decided by an outside influence. When, yeah. When I mean, there's a lot of times well, where that's not even. There's no one or two decided. Well, I mean, look at the Avalanche. You got you got uh, Grubauer and Francis. Obviously, they have both played their fair share of games. Oh God. And they they've, they've 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 had a very uneven amount of games. And I can guarantee you, you've got uh you've got Halak and Rask in oh, Boston. Yeah. Where yeah, everybody wants to talk about uh, Tuka Rask, but I mean Halak plays his fair share of games. Oh yeah, and he wins a lot of he wins a lot of tight knit games. Oh yeah, it, but I mean the media's media wants to say wants to uh to uh to throw out a number one and a number two, which uh, a lot of the times I like in this day and age of, of professional hockey, I just don't think it, there's actually. Uh, a distinctive one and two for a lot of teams. No, unless you actually get one of those guys that gets like his heavy hand or his hot hand, and if he continues with that, like the Elvis Merzlikens, or like you know you got your Tuchus Rasks and all that, but you also have like a star-studded like backup goaltender. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. And like, it's if you have a tit for tat, you have like the best tandem. For fucking for fucking goalies. Well, there like, is sorry, it's sorry, sorry, but no, sorry, like hands down. Like, there's incredible skill in this league now. Let's yeah. let's 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 be honest. There's incredible skill throughout this entire league, and if you're smart, if you're if you're making a hockey, if you're putting together a good hockey team, you're gonna have. The one of the first things you want to look at is a good one and two goalie tandem. Oh yeah, which no, I would, absolutely. I yeah. would definitely put Merzlikens over Corpusalo all day long. Like I mean, the the big debate, well, yeah. like out in Anaheim, was when we got Miller, and they were wanting to put Miller before Gibson. It's like no. Well, I you, mean, you, I you can't do that. You don't. I mean, you don't necessarily have to put any goaltender before anyone. Yeah, just, no, and that's what as I'm long saying. as you have two solid goaltenders, it's it, it, uh, that's play, that's said and done. Uh, play who's fucking who's fucking doing good, basically. Play who's hot. Yeah. Play who's hot. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, man, uh, time will tell. 
and we'll see what happens. Obviously, like I, I, I really want to see Elvis play. I enjoy oh, yeah. watching him play, because uh, the only time I could really, really see him play, at least in the United States, is when, when uh, you know they have the champ. You know, when you watch the national teams play and stuff. So it's cool to c- cool cool to see um, um, a native, native goalie boy, play. Yeah, because yeah, I mean last fucking native goalie in in actually playing in the NHL was Arthur Zerbe yeah. for the Latvians. Um, oh, yeah, Peter Peter uh, Peter Skudra whatever, but he I, I don't like him. He sucks. Um, but hey, uh, he played in the Air Bay times. Um, well, I mean, either way, it's everything. Everything that's going down right now is extremely exciting. Oh yeah, it's all timing in place right now, and yep. just seeing how the hell the flow is gonna go with the game. And I'm excited to see where that thing's gonna go on to, dude. Truly. So, boys, you got anything else to say? I I, I got one thing to say. Um, I'm loving every video that you guys are sending us. Oh God. For jerseys on the bench, especially from the hockey minute. Or was it Ryan? Ryan, thank oh, you so much. God. I mean. Yeah, Jeff. Ryan. That Ryan. That was a that was a cool video. One of my favorites so far. So thanks so much for doing oh, that, man. with the Team Canada, I've got a t- signed Team Canada jersey, but it doesn't have that like sweet like. Same Vancouver uh, year or what? what? No, no, oh, it was way after. Because those things are flashy. Those oh, Canada dude, jerseys they are. are They're like uh, what is it? The ones that you and Sean Erland got with the uh, all the bouffant like frilly things within the uh crowns and stuff are you talking about the uh team sweden jerseys for the world cup exactly oh yeah those are beauty those are awesome and they did those for the 2010 uh what is it olympics and they have that design in the inside of the maple well yeah i love it there's like a motif that every single one of them go with and i think those are some of my favorite motifs yes there you go but yeah and um, hey, and hey, Ryan, if you're if you're listening to Spod too, uh, you you get you gave at least me an interesting fact of the day. I uh, I was unaware of uh, how expensive jerseys are over there. Yeah, apparently it's um, like buying a Honda Accord out there. Yeah, Honda. You said Honda Accord, Honda Civic. That's insane, man, and blows my mind. Um, so here, uh, the crew, the boys. Uh, with on the bench, we we're, might get you a care we're, package. We're, we're, we'll just call it that. We're much. we're in the works of throwing in maybe an avalanche jersey in that collection if you got there, my man. If you're if lucky, you're lucky my dude. But uh, but but I, that was that was super cool what you did, man. And we thank you so much yeah, for and, it. Yeah, uh, and thank you to Jeffrey Shaver, uh, oh, Jenny yeah. Ross. Uh, we've got a new one from Josh Renfro coming out soon. Nice. And uh, uh, just keep sending us more videos. We love it. And uh, thank you so much to everybody. Who continues to listen to us every every uh, episode? And and just to throw this out, I know my uh, grandparents have like a ho- table hockey set from like nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, or something that my uncle and my mom used to play with. That I might do an episode on. Oh, bring that over. Let's play some uh, puck, bud. Oh my god, we well we'll have to do, use a black Chinese checker though. We lost the puck I years think it, ago. <laughs> I think we can find a Chinese checker. But, yeah, no, I'm excited that all you guys are putting the stuff up that you love and that you enjoy. We so. just we love seeing the different reasons why you guys love hockey. Oh, yeah. It, it gives us more reasons to love hockey. And um, just keep listening, and uh, uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for everything everybody's done 
to get us to where we are now and to where we continue to go. And it's only been seven episodes, dudes. Well, now eight. <laughs> the great eight. Yeah. All right. Are we uh, wrapped up, guys? All right. From all of us on the bench, I just want to say thank you and have a good week. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Till next time.